Hi there, Zio Church. Uh, great to be with you, albeit by the medium of camera. I'm looking forward to being with you again live in the not too distant future. But meanwhile, here I am bringing you greetings from my own church, uh, Inverness Vineyard, uh, and also from the Highlands of Scotland. I want to share with you this morning as part of your series uh, on Matthew chapter 23. So it'll help you to have your Bibles open at that, Matthew 23. Uh, I'm not going to read a whole long passage, but I am going to allude to a good number of the verses there. And we're speaking about this morning the topic of integrity matters. Integrity matters. Jesus and justice compared to the Pharisees and hypocrisy. Let me start by telling you a true story that happened to me many years ago now when my daughter Freddie was a, a young child. I was in the car with her sitting in the back seat strapped into her booster seat on a motorway overtaking cars on the left hand side and being overtaken by cars on the right hand side. And I had a little mirror that I could angle so I could see how Freddie was getting on in the back seat. I glanced up at it and suddenly to my horror realised that she'd somehow undone her buckles and was now standing precariously wobbling around on top of her booster seat. Uh, I couldn't pull over, so I, as calm as I could, so as not to scare her, I said, Freddie, darling, would you mind, it's really important that you sit down for Daddy and that you buckle yourself in again. And she looked at me in the mirror and said, no. So uh, rather more firmly, still not being able to pull over, I said, no, Freddie, Daddy's asking you, please, sit down and buckle yourself in. She looked at me again and said, no. So now, really firmly uh, and striking clear terror into her eyes, I said, Freddie, sit down now and buckle yourself in. She slumped into a seat, put on her sa safety belt again and caught my attention one last time. And this time as she looked at me through the mirror, she said, Daddy, I may be sitting down on the outside, but on the inside, I'm still standing up. A true story and a great demonstration of what happens when our attitudes and our actions actually differ from the inside and the outside and how important it is to have the inner and the outer match up. And I guess that's one definition of what integrity is all about. We use the word quite easily, don't we? But sometimes find it difficult to quite define what it means. Integrity is about being the same with consistency all the time, everywhere, whether you're on your own or whether you're with other people. I was brought up in Lancashire uh, near the, uh, the seaside resort of Blackpool and used to go there for the Blackpool illuminations and for my stick of rock. And if you got a stick of Blackpool rock, wherever you broke it, it said the same thing all the way through. Blackpool rock all the way through. And I want my life to be like that. I remember saying that to God when he first called me into full-time Christian ministry 45 years ago. I said two things to him. First of all, I said, God, I can't be holy 24 hours a day. <laughs> and he said, I know, Peter, which was uh, interesting, encouraging and true. And the second thing I said to him was, if I'm going to do this, God, I really, really want to do it with integrity. I want to be the same Pete Gilbert all the way through, all the time, everywhere, with everyone. And that's been one of my goals in ministry and in life ever since. Why is that, Zio Church? Well, it's because integrity matters. The word integrity is used 22 times 
In the NIV translation of the Bible, in the Old Testament, it's translated from a word, a Hebrew word, tuma, which which really means uh, to be complete, to be whole, uh, to be upright, upstanding. The New Testament word, which of course is in the Greek, adiaphoria, adiaphoria, it gets translated as soundness and incorruptibility. So we can begin to see the weight and the importance that scripture places on this concept, uh, a way of living, the way of integrity. And then we hit Matthew 23. And Matthew 23 centres itself around this way of living, the way of integrity, the Jesus way. We're not going to go through the whole chapter and read it because you can do that for yourself. And, I, and there are some thoughts I want to share with you in the time that we have. But I will draw from the chapter. So follow with me, if you would, as I refer to certain verses. We'll start off uh, in verse three uh, of Matthew's Gospel, chapter 23. And a really famous phrase immediately strikes us. And, and we discover, if we didn't know it, that this phrase, which we still in common use today comes from the very words of Jesus. I have a red letter Bible, so they're written in red, the very words of Jesus, where in verse 3, Jesus says this, they do not practice what they preach. And we still we still use that phrase, don't we? practice what you preach, practice what you preach. And integrity is about practicing what you preach. It's about, we try and do this, don't we, if we raise kids, those of us that have done that, and I know that we fail many times, but we don't want to be hypocrites. We don't want to be saying to our kids, do as I say, not do as I do. We want to be saying, do as I do, which is also what I say. This is about not just talking the talk, but walking the walk. And Jesus says it really clearly there. The, hip, the, the, the hypocritical Pharisees do not do that. They do not practice what they preach. In verse 4, he goes on to say that one of the, one of the reasons for that is because they have created a heavy, a super heavy burden for the people of God, for the children of Israel. The people of God are now, according to the Pharisees, no longer required to live according to the book of the law and the prophets, uh, the Torah and the Haftarah, but, but rather they ladled an additional 600 rules and regulations upon them. Old Testament commanded one day a year of fasting. The Pharisees commanded every Tuesday and Thursday of every week. 600 additional rules that they were supposed to keep, more than 400 of which were negative. Don't do that, don't do this, don't do t'other. Very heavy, heavy burden, which they, the Pharisees themselves, did not live and did not keep. Verses 5 to 7, you'll find that Jesus brings a warning, really, which is a warning as much to us now as it was to them then. And Jesus says, one of the things that, if you lack integrity, that you'll find yourself drawn towards, three things, actually, the three Ps, power, position, and pretense. The Pharisees were keen to accrue power. How are you when it comes to power, power plays? Do you need to, to ha have control? If you don't have control, do you find yourself rebelling? Because power and the desire for power lacks integrity and is open to abuse. Position. Do we need position? Do we vie for position? Do we vie for attention? Do we vie for approval? 
the Pharisees wanted all of that as they strutted around looking at power and looking at position. But of course, because they were hypocrites, all of this simply led them into pretense. They pretended to be what they actually were not. Where are you when it comes to the three P's? Power, position and pretending. In verses 11 and 12, Jesus says, look, we need to combat this, you hypocrites. This needs to be combated by humility, by humbling yourself, because God exalts the humble and he brings down the proud. Humble yourself, says scripture, but it also says if you don't, God will do it for you. I have over the years humbled myself on occasions and I have over the years been proud and had to be humbled by God. And I can tell you which is the most painful. <laughs> Humble yourself before God has to do it for you. Humility is a huge part of integrity and helping us to avoid the hypocrisy of power and position and pretense. Where are you at? with your humility. How humble are you? How quick are you to serve or to apologise? <laughs> Me, I'm, I'm really proud of my humility. <laughs> joke, joke. Moving us on, we then get into the main body of Matthew chapter 23 and from verse 13 right through to verse 29 we have what have come to be known in scripture as the seven woes. They are the strongest words of Jesus recorded against any people group in any part of the Gospels. I sometimes say, you may have heard me say, uh, when I'm reading the words of Jesus, oh, I wish I could hear the tone of voice that he says that in, because his voice so often not filled uh, with judgment, but with compassion, with love, with winning and with wooing, with gentleness and softness or humour. I'm not actually sure that I want to hear the tone of voice that Jesus says these next seven woes in, because they're very, very strong. He is clearly very, very passionate about this topic of integrity versus hypocrisy. And in fact, each time in each of those seven woes, the thing that he holds against the Pharisees is Hypocrisy. He uses the word each time. Verse 13, verse 15. Have a look. Verse 23, verse 25, verse 27, verse 28, verse 29. Seven times he calls them out on their hypocrisy. And in verse 23, Jesus makes a plea for another way of countering hypocrisy. One way we talked about already is by embracing humility. But in verse 23, Jesus underlines the the strength of three things justice mercy and faithfulness these are dare i use the word integral part of the whole that's what the word integrity means from a latin word being whole being complete being upright being steadfast justice is a part of that so that our responses to people and to situations are just, they are proportionate, they are not unjust or unjust or disproportionate. We're not overreacting or simply flying off the handle. This is to do with justice and this is to do with integrity. This is so important in the words of Jesus here. 
it's about fairness, I suppose. Justice is about being fair, being right, upright. But then Jesus pushes it a step further, as often he does. So now we're not just talking about justice and being upright and proportionate. And we're talking about mercy, which is about more than what is fair, going the extra mile, going beyond what is fair, giving what is not deserved for, going beyond fair. This is a part of my integrity and your integrity, Zio Church. Justice plus mercy. God is passionate about these things. Let justice flow like a river, says scripture. Little footnote for us and for me. Zio Church, quite often mercy demonstrates itself through forgiveness. Extending the hand of forgiveness. And then again. And then again, as many times as it's necessary. <laughs> what did Jesus say to Peter? 70 times 7. He didn't mean on the 491st time you could slap around the face. He's saying forgive and forgive and forgive. And not just forgive, but release. Cancel the debt. And therefore be free. And justice and mercy are integral parts of integrity. And integrity, Zio Church, integrity matters. The third thing that Jesus mentions there in verse 23 is faithfulness. Now, Scripture talks about both faithfulness and loyalty. It talks about that in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Loyalty to God, faithfulness to God and to other people. But here Jesus talks not about loyalty, but about faithfulness. And I'm glad he does. Uh, there is a big difference. I, I can remember this being demonstrated to me very powerfully some years ago when I was part of a leadership team and uh, we, we were doing catch ups on the team. And the team leader began to talk about issues in my character which were less than Christ like. I, I permissioned him to do that. Uh, he had the right to do that. We were trying to be honest and open and accountable and transparent in that team. And he began to put those issues on the table. And I'll tell you, it was real, it was true, but it was painful. And I found myself squirming and wriggling and becoming defensive and wanting to explain myself and tell him how wrong he was and, and how unjust this was. And, uh, but it wasn't, he was right. And I turned to my wife, who was also on the same leadership team, looking for her support, looking for her saying, oh, no, you don't understand. You've got him. You've misunderstood him. He's not like that at all. Looking for her loyalty. And as I turned to her, I saw a smile at me and I saw her eyes fill with love and with tears as she said, Pete, he's right. He's right. And I'm so grateful for a faithful wife and not merely a loyal wife. And faithfulness is an integral part of our integrity. And Jesus is clear about this in verse 23 when he says, Pharisees, you're hypocrites. You should have given attention to justice and more than justice, mercy, and more than that, faithfulness. How are you doing in your faithfulness, Zio Church? want to finish off by reading some final verses in Matthew uh, 23 chapter 23 and so follow with me if you would we're going to read from verse 25 uh, just to 28 almost almost to the end of the chapter I guess and here's what it says there the words of Jesus again woe to you 
teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites, there's that word again, you clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they're full of greed and self-indulgence, blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside also will be clean, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you're like whitewashed tombs which look beautiful on the outside but on the inside are full of dead men's bones and everything unclean in the same way on the outside you appear to people as righteous but on the inside you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness jesus stressing here how actions and attitudes and words, how the inside and the outside should all come together. That's integrity, that's uprightness, that's wholeness, that's completeness, as this word gets translated in our scriptures from Old and New Testament. That's integrity. And Zio Church, integrity matters. And Jesus is saying here, give attention to the inner life. It's, it's exactly commensurate with other teaching that he says, where it's not what you put into your body which makes you unclean. It's what comes out of your body. It's what comes out of your heart that makes you unclean. There's a man's heart, so he speaks. So we need to give some attention to our hearts. Asking that the rule and the reign of the love and the peace of Christ might be the umpire in our heart, might guard the boundaries and decide, like in a cricket match, decide what's in and what's out, what's allowed and what's not, what should and shouldn't be there, what should and shouldn't be said, what should and shouldn't be acted upon. That the love and peace of Christ become the umpire. That's the literal word there in that reference from the New Testament. See, the, the reference is there, isn't it? If you're not sure of what Jesus is drawing the analogy about, is the, the Pharisees used to dress themselves in long white robes from head to toe because it made them look good. It made them look pure. But actually, they weren't pure. They'd taken a vow of poverty, but actually, they weren't poor at all. They weren't pure and they weren't poor. They, they, every Pharisee had a patron, a, a rich family head who would give them power and money and kudos and position. And then they would go around pretending to be something that they were not. And Jesus talks about the, the, the sepulchres, the tombs of the day that would be whitewashed and look good in the sun, the Mediterranean sun, uh, but actually were charnel houses full of death and decay and bones, which, of course, in Jewish thinking, would make a person unclean. Jews would even paint gravestones white uh, to stop a good Jew accidentally standing on them, uh, especially at night time. Uh, you can read about the, the law of this in Numbers chapter 19 and verse 16. This is about looking good on the outside, but about something different, something rotten, something corrupt going on on the inside. See your church, getting our words, getting our actions, getting our attitudes to come into line really matters. Embracing humility really matters. Immersing ourselves in justice 
in mercy and in faithfulness really matters. Because it's the Jesus way. And he spoke the most strongly against the hypocritical opposites. Power, position, pretense, hypocrisy. Integrity really matters. Let me finish by quoting a, a verse from my favourite of all the Psalms, Psalm 139, which at our, at our wedding day, my wife and I separately planned our wedding days, then came together to compare notes and discovered that both of us individually wanted Psalm 139 to be read out as it was at our wedding day, June the 28th, 1987. 35 years married. And... Um, that's because it speaks about being wonderfully and fearfully made and how great God is and how much he knew us even before we were formed and knit together in our mother's womb. He knew us because both Nikki and I came from backgrounds of negative self-worth and negative self-image. Towards the end of Psalm 139, there's a little prayer, a little phrase, and it says this, search me, O God. Search me. Oh God, and see if there be in me any. Now, in the Hebrew, the word, the next word can be translated either any hurting way or any hurtful way. E equally valid translations. And Zio Church, as I conclude, I want to invite you individually, own this. Why don't you pray that same prayer today? Search me, oh God, and see if there be in me any hurting way ways in which you have been hurt because people promised you one thing or said they would be there and weren't or do this and didn't or were for you and weren't misunderstood you perhaps they let you down they lacked in integrity are there any ways in which that's happened to you oh see your church i know that there are there are for all of us because this is the common stuff of life in a broken world with broken fallen people search me and see where i've been hurt because of a lack of integrity but what about the flip side of that coin my second invitation to you zero church is this search me O god and see if there be in me any hurtful ways any ways in which you have let other people down because a lack or because of a lack of your own integrity. Oh, Zio Church. I know that there will be. There are for me, and I'm like you. For this is the common stuff of life in a fallen broken world with fallen broken people. Where we have been let down because of a lack of integrity, there needs to be forgiveness and release so that we can be free. And where we have let others down, there needs to be confession and apologies so that we can walk right together. And our yes is always our yes. And our no is always our no, because we are women and men of integrity. We can look people in the eye without blame and shame and sliding and having to look away. Jesus is the eye is the window of the soul. And we can do that. Because we are becoming, from glory into glory, day by day, step by step, women and men of integrity. Because, see, church, integrity matters. Jesus, Holy Spirit, Father, 
search us and see if there be in us any hurting or hurtful way that we might put it right, receive healing, be forgiven, that we might humble ourselves and live lives of straightness, wholeness, integrity, full of justice, mercy and faithfulness. Help us to that end, we pray, in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen. Amen. God bless you, you wonderful people.